All right. Hey, everybody. It's Joe Danier, and this is the Joe Danier podcast. Uh, I'm getting ready tonight. We're doing a ghost hunt. This is where uh, myself and a couple other guys, we put together a bunch of technology, like cameras, audio, thermal imaging, all this cool tech gadgets. And we go into a place that is supposedly haunted, and we do an investigation to see if we can find out anything that is, is anomalous or anything that's weird or whatever. And we've probably done about a dozen of these things so far, uh, different parts of the state of Ohio, and we've traveled a bit. Uh, we hit some high-profile places. And as I'm kind of assembling all the tools that I'm taking out, I wanted to talk a little bit about, you know, why the heck that I do this and why I think other people get a lot of pleasure out of doing stuff like this. And I think we're all fascinated with what we don't, we can't see and, and what's unknown, Right. Um, philosophers forever have been sitting around fire, sitting around, you know, campfires, drinking some substances, smoking some substances and trying to connect with things that they don't understand. Uh, and then you have the religious aspect of people trying to connect with something that, you know, from the creation standpoint and stuff that they don't understand on that side. So we've always been fascinated with what we don't understand. And I don't, I've never walked up to somebody and said, Hey, do you have any kind of paranormal you know, have instances. Any, any, anytime you've come across something that you didn't quite understand, it's kind of weird. And everybody has a story. So this is 100%. Everybody that I've ever asked has some kind of story to tell about some weird time, something happened they couldn't explain. And that's the fascination. That's why we go do this. I am a science person. I consider myself the skeptic of the group. Um, I've sat in, you know, dark places, not w without any kind of um, preparation going into it. And it's just a dark space. I only can create a space that's freaky if I build myself up and I let my imagination go and I start peering and peeking into things that might be and I have to be super open to what might be. Now, I was, as a kid, I was terrorized by something. Like, I was really kept up at night. Um, I, I, I was, you know, shown some things that I didn't quite understand and uh, it stopped, right? So in my 20s, I brought it to a screeching halt because I didn't, I was miserable with it. And so I don't understand what that was. It could have been just from a, a developing brain concocting a bunch of, uh, you know, stuff that wasn't happening. you got all these analog, you know, organs in our body that translate things into ideas and perceptions. And, and it just might've been my brain like sending some electrical signals around as it developed and created more neurological pathways. It could have been anything. And I don't quite understand it. All I know is I made it stop and so I haven't taken an approach where I'm kind of welcoming that weird stuff back in because I really don't want any of it. So when I'm sitting in a dark room in the middle of a prison somewhere that is supposedly haunted, I am not saying, hey, come mess with me. I'd really like that to happen, right? I'm sitting from a standpoint of if you can do something, let me see it, and I want to figure out how it's actually happening. And so I don't get as many interactions as other people in this group are, are, are totally open. They almost want it. So some of the ghost hunters you see on social media and on television, uh, they want the orbs. They want the noises. They want the hauntings. They, they want the apparitions, right? They want all of that stuff. And so when they look at it, they're not, they're not only like gifting it uh, more, you know, they're, they're sort of like gifting it more than it, 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 shows in real life they're they're giving it more of like a benefit of doubt right because that's what they want versus me on the other side where if i hear something slamming uh in the dark it's not a ghost right i'm trying to figure out what it is it could be a raccoon it could be something falling i mean 
stuff happens all the time. So it depends on what side of the bias. If you really want to experience it, it'll perform and it will. There, there hasn't been a ghost hunt that we've gotten gone on. And we think back. So there, I, I don't think there's been a ghost hunt that we've gone on that nothing happened. Right. That we were just in a house and nothing happened. And it was just us hanging out. There's always been something. And I can't say that what we experienced was paranormal. Right. Because it could have been anything. We, we just went to a schoolhouse in Cleveland. And one of the challenges were we take this haunted area of the school, pitch black. It's a long hallway in an elementary school. And the challenge was in pitch black to walk all the way down the hallway, get to the end, turn around and come all the way back down. And it's sort of like at the Mansfield prison when we were walking by all of the cell blocks, you start seeing things inside each of the cells and you find yourself, you know, moving towards the railing rather than being closer to one of the cells because something could come out and reach out and grab you as you're walking by. So that's sort of what it was like. These are just lockers. But we had one guy who was walking down the center of the hallway, got to the very end, nothing really had happened, and started coming back the other way. And then, boom, one of the locker doors slammed. And so he booked it. Obviously, it startled him. And the whole time I'm thinking, okay, well, I'm the guy that's supposed to try to figure out what that could possibly be. Did he run into the door? Probably not. He probably would have said, hey, I, that was me. I just ran into the door. Or it could have been he was walking in the dark and some critter, like a raccoon, was sitting somewhere. Him turning around suddenly startled the crap out of it. It ran in the other direction and ran headfirst into one of the lockers because it was startled. Now, that is plausible. I don't know what it is. It could have been a ghost that was pissed off and slammed the door and made him run, right? It could have been totally that. But it's more likely that it's a raccoon that got startled that hit the door in my eyes. And so I can always find sort of like a more rational explanation of things, but I'm waiting because I know it's a, there's an inevitability that I'm going to be hit with something that challenges that it couldn't have been anything else other than some kind of paranormal because I, I got to believe that there's way more to this existence than what is perceivable based on light, right? Most all of our perceptions are based on things that we can see. We're visually oriented people. You deprive of this light. Now, there's 95% of the world that exists that doesn't have any kind of reflection to light or any kind of perception based on light. And so that 95%, do you think something paranormal lives in that 95%? I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to call it paranormal as in ghosts, but it's probably crap that we don't understand. It's all that mysterious stuff that, you know, evades us because, again, we're only taking things that have some kind of interaction with light. There's a whole, probably a whole lot of stuff that has no relationship with light that's just not in our wheelhouse. It's almost like if you were to have a conversation with an ant, there are certain things that you could talk about with an ant because it's part of their world as well. And there are certain things that you could talk about with an ant that they have no understanding for because it's not even in their world. You're not talking a foreign language. These things really exist, right? They're out there. But in their world, it's so much dimensionally, it's so much more um, sophisticated than what they experience. You couldn't really put it into words where they'd understand. I think of a concept like carpooling explain that to an ant, like you can make some analogies, right? But they don't understand what, they wouldn't understand what a car is or carpooling or why would you even do that? You'd be talking a completely different language. And that's sort of like when you look up above where we are in sophistication, there's definitely stuff above us, definitely stuff above us, a lot of stuff we don't understand. And so, you know, I'm putting together this tool list. I know what all these tools are supposed to do. Let's us see in the light. Let's us hear or see in the dark. Let's us hear things that, uh, Maybe our ears can't pick up. 
uh, there's and again, there's these tools. We give it the best chance for these things that if they're going to interact with us or show themselves, we give them the best stage that's absolutely possible. But anyway, that's that's the the reason from a cynic and a skeptic's point of view why, we, why I'd even want to do this. I'm not out there to disprove it. Right. I'm totally open to, to, you know, embrace things that we can't see or understand. And I don't want I'm not I'm super quick to not get like overzealous and make everything that's a noise into a ghost or every dust particle in the air into an orb or, you know, a disembodied spirit. I'm not that right, because I don't want to believe in that. I don't think there's any practicality in thinking that everything's a ghost. Right. But I do know that there's some things out there that I will be exposed to at a point like I'm sitting in by myself in a room with a camera on me looking around in the pitch black. I'm looking for something that's weird and I'm going to find it eventually. And when I, when I do find it, I'm going to be, have an interest in exploring it. So if the ghost walks up to you, do you run? Well, if you're on an investigation, you're not going to run because you're there to know something about what's there. But can I picture myself if a ghost, an apparition appeared, me walking up to it and trying to touch it and find out what it's made of and what its intentions are and whatever. In my head right now, I'd say, yes, I would totally do that. But in the moment, would I? Would I, would I be afraid? Because that's what I'm doing. I'm tempting fears, keeping them at bay, but I'm tempting them to get close enough for me to get a better understanding. But what if they present themselves and I don't want any part of the, 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 the fear? Right. I don't want any part of the startling or the scare or whatever, because it's fun in small doses. We all went to haunted houses and got to get the rush and the adrenaline and the, the chemicals that come along with being afraid. But when it's out of your control and you welcomed it in and now it's not it's tormenting you. Right. Do you really want it anymore? Anyway, so uh, we have a an awesome ghost hunt tonight. We're going over to Penguin City Beer. Uh, they had a bunch of construction that was done over the last several months and they say that construction could conjure up or make uh you know historical uh, hauntings uh you know something that happened from the past uh come to fruition and so we got a good chance of of uh, you know exploring and finding something tonight but we will see i'm gathering up the details and uh, i'll have to do a post hunt uh podcast when it's done to 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 see what my findings were and just if you're keeping track We've gone in a dozen places. There aren't any of them that I came to the conclusion were haunted. There were some weird stuff that happened in pretty much all of them, but there isn't anyone to say, you know what? I, if I wanted to for sure go talk to a ghost, that's the place that I would go because I just haven't had it. Just don't have the details and the data. And I think for the most part, I realized that the last, last time I talk a lot. And so when I'm in a dark room, and I'm giving narration of what's happening. I'm talking to the viewers and giving them exposure to what I'm seeing because you can't see in a pitch black room, right? And so I'm giving more narration and I just need to shut up a little bit. And I might be missing half of the subtle quiet noises and this quiet, you know, dots and orbs and quiet operations because I'm just too loud, too noisy, doing too much, too active, and I'm not letting things settle down. So that's what I plan on doing tonight is being a lot more quiet, doing a lot less talking, doing a lot more watching, observing, and listening, uh, and shutting up. All right, till next time, this is Joe Danier Podcast.